Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, and welcome to another episode of What's New Barkeep. I'm Dane. I'm Luke. And today is our Valentine's episode. Yep, so let's start this off with... With our first trick. Before it curdles. The French Kiss. The French Kiss. Well, one version of the French Kiss. There's like three, four different versions, so... Yeah, so we went with the one that we could make right now. Which happens to be a layered drink, which you can see on Instagram at Nerds in the Kitchens. To make your own French kiss, you'll need amaretto, creme de cacao, and Irish cream liqueur. Alright, let's do this. Alright, here we go. Three, Three, two, one. Ooh, not bad. Have worse. I will say, that sting is... Like, much like a typical French kiss, it's overrated, overdone, and really isn't worth the time. <laughs> oh, ow, calling people out now. I'm sorry, I've never been a fan of it. It's like, oh, look, my tongue's in your mouth. How sexy. Oh, look, there's that taco you had earlier to, on our day. <laughs> oh, God. We say that. We call it Valentine's Day, but some of us like to call it Singles Appreciation Day as well. But today we're going to be like, we're going to find out who, we're, this is not necessarily a game. Neither of us really prepped for this. But we're going to do some trivia about Valentine's Day that you may or may not know. And we rolled for this off screen. I'm going first. So let's start off with some pretty easy ones. All right. Before X stood for a kiss, what did it represent at the end of a letter? What did X represent at the end of a letter? Yes. Oh, God, I was always bad at fucking literary. Would you like a hint? Sure. This is a visual hint, so sorry, guys. A cross? It is a cross. It was a sign for the cross. Huh. Well, that's actually interesting. I didn't know that. So all those X's and O's, it goes cross O, cross O. <laughs> all right. Second question. Cupid has what name in Greek mythology? Oh, what was Cupid's name in Greek? I know this one. Mm. I know for a fact I know this one. But God damn. I only knew him by Cupid. I can't give you a hand on this one without... I know, you really can't without spoiling it. Oh, fuck. Starts with an E? It's it's one of those situations where it's right at the tip of my tongue. And R yet I just can't. E-R. You know, I could just give it to you, Dane. Alright, sure. Eros. Eros! Fuck, there it was. Here's another one you should probably know. I'll give you the Greek or the Roman version. In Roman mythology, Cupid is the son of whom? I always want to say it was either Aphrodite or... I forget her name in in Roman. Aphrodite's name in Roman? Yeah. It's Venus, but yes. Venus, there we go. But yeah, I, I'll give it to you. Oh, boy. 
This one you might not know, because I completely forgot this was a thing. In Roman mythology, with whom does Cupid fall in love? I never knew he actually fell in love. He, I think he's actually taken... Oh, I'm thinking of Hermes, who's actually had a couple of lovers. Yeah, I never knew Cupid had a lover. Want me to just give it to you, then? Yeah, go for it. Psyche. Psyche? Huh. Yeah. Of course Cupid would go for Psyche. And last one before we switch. Mm-hmm. What Valentine's Day candy was the first created on equipment made for lozenges? What was its first? What, what, what Valentine's Day candy was first created on equipment made for lozenges? Oh, God. Was it those, like, small, like, tart candy hearts? I'll give it to you, sweethearts. Okay. Yeah, those... If anyone is curious, yeah, that's those, like, boxed candied hearts that you can literally just throw out to someone and they cost, like, 50 cents. Oh, also, for those of you who want to follow along, we are using these trivia questions from Parade.com. Now, it is Dane's turn. I'm going to cut this little piece of information out, but skip the, uh... You ready? Yep. Wearing your heart on your sleeve has origins from honoring which Roman goddess? It's not Aphrodite, is it? No, she's Greek. That'd be Venus, then. Mm-hmm. Is it Venus? No. Wearing your heart on your sleeve. Athena? No. Again, Greek. Athena was... Wasn't... Am I at least close to Athena? Uh, maybe. I'd actually have to look up what this person's name was in Greek. What is it? Just... Don't pause it. Just tell me. Juno. I think that was Athena. Mm. Let me double check that. Yeah, so you were close then. No, that was Hera. That was Hera. Oh, Hera. Yeah. I mean, kind of? Nah, I was way off. Way, way off. All right. All right, next. Mm-hmm. In the Victorian era, mean-spirited Valentine's Day cards were called blank Valentines. Bloody? No. Black? No. Hint? Starts with a V. Vicious? No. You should know this. You, I don't know how often you use it, but I know we've used it recently. It is cooking related. Starts with a V. The fuck starts with a V? Vinegar? There you go. Oh. It's called a vinegar valentine. Oh, shit. I was thinking of the cooking techniques. I'm like, what What cooking techniques start with a fucking V? Oh, okay. So, another Victorian-era term for a mean and comically mocking Valentine's Day card shares a name with what TV show? I don't fucking know. <laughs> I wouldn't expect you to. It's called Penny Dreadful. I know that term. I know that term. Or at least I've heard of it, I should say. How many more do I have? One more? Two more. Oh, no. Who wrote the oldest known Valentine's Day message? I swear to God, it was Al Capone. No. I was gonna say. Older. Much older. Voltaire? No. I don't fucking know. Uh, royalty, well, not a noble, in a sense. It was a noble from England? Queen Elizabeth? No. Queen Victoria? I might be outing myself here. No. The Duke of Orleans. France. France. Makes sense. Next. So that's my bad. Mm-hmm. You got one more. <laughs> so on the topic of the oldest written one, from where was the oldest known Valentine's message sent? So where was the Duke of Orleans when he sent the message? Was it Patty? No. Uh, Champagne? No. 
Naples? No. It's Dijon? not a city. Oh. Is it a country? No. You gotta help me <laughs> out here, Dane. Uh I'm trying to figure out of a I'm trying to figure out a term that isn't going to give it away. We we have these today. Was he on a boat? No. Was he on a veranda? No. There's so many options here, Dane. <laughs> um the United States has a real problem with it. That do you know how little <laughs> there was it down? <laughs> Literally the meme. <laughs> Do you know how little that narrows it down? Oh, God. I don't know how much Just more I can... Just give it. Just give it? All right. Prison. Oh. Okay. Yeah. That's fair. That's perfectly fair. Okay. Yep. So that was the last one for me. It switches back to Luke. Oh, mm-hmm. God. Okay. Give me a sec. So I don't go over... Just based on the ones I had to give him, I'm not expecting much from myself. Yeah, I'm not expecting much either. No offense. Oh, when was the oldest known Valentine's Day message written? Oh, God, now it's when. Uh-huh. So, when was the Duke of Orleans in power, and when was he thrown in prison? I'm going to say, I'm just going to throw a random number out there, 1406. Not too far off. I'll give it to you, though. 1415. Wow. <laughs> All right. Sweetheart's production was temporarily suspended in which year? Ooh. Um. What year would they temporarily suspend production of Sweethearts? Uh, I'm going to say 1963. Nope, newer. Newer. More recent, I should say. More recent. Uh, 1973? More recent. Okay, am I getting anywhere close? Is it, or is it more in the 2000s? You're going to skip up a few decades. It's in the 2000s. 2005. More recent. Holy crap. Um, I'm going to say then 2013. More recent. Wow. Oh, wait. It came to mind. It's 2020, isn't it? Close. 2019. 2019. Okay. About how many roses are sent for Valentine's Day each year, which, guys, I'm looking at you in particular for this one. (laughs) Oh, yeah. You can do better than roses. Roses are nice, but they aren't the end-all be-all. I was going to say, if you're very new to the person, roses are a very nice option. But as you get to know them... Hell, just a regular bouquet is nice. Roses are kind of tacky. Especially if they've been given roses every single date. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so... <laughs> what? How many are shipped out each year? Are sent for Valentine's Day each year. And I'm guessing this... I'm hoping this is globally. I'm hoping. I'm going to say about five billion. Not quite that high. Go lower. A little lower. Okay, so then about 500 million. Lower. Okay, thank God. Mm. We're doing good, guys. (laughs) Go even lower, so 50 million. There you go. All right. Valentine's Day celebrations may be traced back to what Roman holiday traditionally celebrated on February 15th? I don't expect you to get this one. I'm guessing this is one that we do not have anymore at all. I'll be surprised if I can pronounce it. Okay, so... Do you just want me to give it to you? Yeah, go for it. I have a... I don't even think I'll be able to... You at least want to hazard a guess? Hazard a guess. I'm going to say probably the Roman way of saying Lover's Day. Probably not too far off, but I wouldn't be able to tell you. It's Lupercalia? Lupercalia. All right. Um, 
One last question. Who invented the first Valentine's Day candy box? This one I didn't know, but it actually makes a lot of sense. So who invented the first box? Okay. I'm guessing it's supposed to make sense. Mm -hmm. Oh boy, it has to be someone I'm not thinking of. Henry Ford. No. No. Are we talking earlier or? We're talking like it's actually in the candy business. Actually in the candy business. Hershey? You'd think so, but no. Okay. Who else is in the can who was in the candy business? I know you're looking at it. And no, you know, I'm not giving you that look. I'm just like, well Yeah. Once you once you hear it, you're gonna be like, ah fuck. I was gonna say. You're more known for Easter. More known for Easter. Okay. So let me think of some Easter candies then. Same person who probably invented peeps then. Maybe? I don't know who peeps are gonna be by. I don't either. But uh uh, Reese's? No. So I think that's Mars bars. Hmm. Okay. That, I don't know then. Richard Cadbury. Cadbury? Wow. Right? I've never had a Cadbury bar, but... Cadbury egg. Oh, Cadbury egg. I've had those. Mm-hmm. I think it's the same Cadbury. Otherwise, it's a very interesting coincidence. I don't know. It wouldn't be. That was your last one? That was my last one. All right. So, so this last one goes to me, and then we'll probably have to go on break. Okay. This ought to be interesting. So on average, how many marriage proposals are there on every Valentine's Day? Too many. That is a hot take right there, but yes, <laughs> technically. Which, again, that's tacky, people. Valentine's Day isn't meant for lovers. You can do better. Just saying. I don't know. A million? Lower. Hundred thou. Higher. God damn it, people. Five hundred <laughs> thou? Uh, lower. Two hundred fifty thou. Close. I'll give it to you. Two hundred twenty million. Actually, it's two hundred twenty thousand. That's still way too many people. Yeah. <laughs> Next. A single red rose surrounded by baby's breath is called what by florists? Overdone. <laughs> I would think so, but no. I don't know. I don't know the language of, her of herbology. Uh, it's called a signature rose. Oh, okay. I mean, I, I, I guess. This ought to be interesting, and this speaks to my theater heart. Mm -hmm. Letters to Juliet are sent to what city every year? Is it Vienna? Close. It's Verona. Verona. Damn it. Verona, Italy. Mm -hmm. I knew it was. It had the same syllable and sound. God damn it. All right. Okay. So this one will be good. And I think this one's okay. What do yellow roses symbolize? Renewal? No. Vitality? No. Desire? No. What? Think of us. Friendship? There you go. Okay. All right. Last one for you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't expect you to get this one, but I think it's interesting nonetheless, because mm. it says something about human nature. Kissing increases most people's heart rates by how many beats per minute? Ten. No. Higher or lower? Higher. Twenty? Higher. Thirty-five. You're, I think you're thinking about this incorrectly. Like, from resting heart rate, what heart rate does it go to? Oh! Resting heart rate is what? 80 beats a minute? 
Yeah, 75 to 80. I'm going to say 105. Higher. 115? Lower. 110. There you go. Okay. At least 110. I was right on my second guess. <laughs> Something like that. But I'm just like, well, that's not the answer they gave, and I don't want to do math. <laughs> yeah, we're we're on time, though. So mm-hmm. with that, we're going to go to our first break. Woo! We'll be right back after this message. And we're back. We're back. Woo! What drink do we got now, Dane? Well, for this one, it actually looks very pretty. I am not thrilled with the ingredients. Of course not, because it has one of his least favorites. This is the Gin and Sin. We had a few options, but considering how often I've been ducking and dodging gin... This one's been coming. Mm-hmm. This one has been a long time coming. But um, <laughs> Alright, so to make your own Gin and Sin, you'll need gin, obviously, orange juice, lemon juice, and grenadine. I smell the gin. Like, straight up, any, everything else is covered by that gin. Just give that a whiff. Oh, yeah, I bet. This thing has more gin in it than anything else. Yeah, just give that a whiff. Oh, yeah. God damn it. Oh, boy, here we go. Three, Three two, two, one. Ooh. Yeah, that's that's hefty. Ooh. Like, that's, that's not the worst thing I've ever had, but that is hefty. That is a strong gin drink. Yeah, like, I've had worse, but wow. Thankfully, that tartness helps. It balances out. I thankfully got a little bit of an orange aftertaste with it. Yeah. But I tasted nothing but lemon and gin on the way down. Yeah, that, like I said, this is hefty. <sighs> you can't even taste the grenadine. Not really. Well, that's the thing. Like, if you go for a mouse, the grenadine was literally like dashes. So what's our first topic? You mean well, our, our next... second topic. Our second topic. Well, it is Valentine's Day. Some of us have probably been out of the dating scene for a long while, or some of us are just getting into it for the first time. Dane. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call me out like that. <laughs> but we figured, because as you guys have probably guessed, we're trying to avoid some of the more nerdy topics. Yeah, we're, we've talked to a few people, and from what we understand, it's probably best that we kind of filter out the nerdy things every every once in a while so we're not boring the hell out of you guys. So we're going with more of a public PSA on this one. FYI, some of these on this list are going to be pretty obvious, but it's always nice to have a bit of a refresher or if you're just kind of new to it. Always good to have a refresher and be very aware, especially if you're going on a first date, to watch for these signs that someone might not be right for you. And obviously the biggest one before we start is make sure you watch your drink at all times. Oh, yeah. Roofies are a thing. Mm-hmm. And people are not very subtle. No, they are not. People are not subtle, especially if they want to order your drink, they bring you a drink, mm-hmm. or you're at a bar setting and your drink sits unattended. Yeah, you may as well get a new drink. That's just pretty much a very good way of getting yourself drugged. Be sure to have that somewhere. But before, but we should probably do that, get actually get to the list. Yes, well... We say less, but meh. Eh, well, we're getting this information from... Business Insider. Business Insider. So if you need more information about this, you can get to them. Plus, we can also probably put out a couple of elite links to any kind of abuse or anything else like that in case we need to. Absolutely. So, I think the biggest thing to watch out for is they're late, but they aren't telling you they're going to be late. Yeah, that's unfortunately a thing. Because either they're... 
They're basically doing it to say, hey, you are going to be reliant on me. That kind of thing. Because if someone is genuinely going to be late, you know, if they're stuck in traffic or something, they're going to send you a text, even by voice saying, like, hey, I'm probably going to be, like, ten minutes late. I'm super sorry about this. It's a bad impression. Blah, 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 blah. They'll actually be sincere about it. Whereas, if a red flag is, if they're really late, and that's basically their way of saying, ha ha, I got the power. Yeah, the that's not a good way of starting off a date. So the second one is, their behavior suggests problems with control. Like we were just kind of talking about earlier. Yeah, this kind of ropes into number one, but this is the general overlo- overview of it. Yeah. They feel like they gotta be in control constantly. So basically have being control of the conversation, have being control of what you're eating, what they're eating, what the staff is doing, etc., etc. Yeah, pretty much. If you got a control freak like that, I mean, if it works, more power to you, but... but I wouldn't even bother with that, because if they can't let that control up, that usually means bad signs in the future. Absolutely. If they cannot let go of that control, that's a bad sign. Next up on the list is, they're not engaging. This one, I feel, is... This one can mean several different things, but what I kind of mean by they're not engaging is that if you're sitting there and you're trying to talk to them and all they're doing is looking at their phone or trying to look at the wait staff Mm -hmm. sort of thing and they're refusing to kind of look at you for a long period of time, usually that means they're not interested. Now, there's a difference between not paying attention to you and not being too, or they're just super awkward. Yes, if they are super awkward and you're kind of getting that vibe that they're just a little awkward, a little bit of reinforcement is a good way to help with that. Mm -hmm. I should know. I'm one of them. But if they're literally just completely flat ignoring you and only going, "Uh uh-huh, uh-huh. Oh, by the way, will you catch the check? Yeah, no. Yeah, no. That is more or less just them going like, I'm just here for something else. Mm -hmm. Biggest one, and a big pet peeve of mine that I see and I know it's going to be one for Luke as well. They're rude to the wait staff. Yeah, fuck those people in general. Fuck those people in general. I've never been a food server mm-hmm. in my life, but I see people who make those scenes, and I just go, oh my god, fuck you. Basically, they are, that usually implies that they're terrible to the wait staff, either because they're super entitled, or because they think they can do whatever the hell they want, or because they they know that the waitstaff can't do anything to hurt them. Pretty much. If they're being nice to you, but they're being extremely rude to the waitstaff, that's just to make an impression. They're probably assholes to everyone that they feel is below them. Which, usually a lot of people find waitstaff and fast food service below them. And once they start getting comfortable... They'll think you're below them. Bad news all around. If someone's rude to the waitstaff, you're better off just leaving them in the dark. Yep. Here's one that I actually didn't think would be a problem, but when I think about it, I could see why. And that is them being aggressively romantic. It's called love bombing. Exactly. Love bombing is actually a thing that predators use. Basically, every day is a honeymoon. It's supposed to basically trick you into loving. I could definitely see that. I just like being... You just like being smothered and spoiled. (laughs) In a sense. But yeah, that's actually a thing that predators do use. It's a, it's, the term is love bombing. It's literally like, oh, hey, I got you all these things, I got you all these things, and it's supposed to help rope you into the actual, you know, relationship, and then once some time has gone by, they just use you. 
yeah, I will say I tend to be pretty romantic, but because I don't have very much experience in that department, I can't tell you if it's quote unquote aggressive or not. Nobody's told me that. But. Aggressive usually means, okay, if you were to send some uh, flowers off to somebody, how, how many would you send? Roughly. Uh, maybe like just the bouquet. They would send basically an entire, what's it called? Flower decorations with the flowers, with some teddy bears, some chocolates, some wine. Yeah, that is love bombing. As aggressively romantic. Oof, yeah. That's overwhelming. But for some of those who find it romantic, that's the problem. Because they are the people that, because you are the people that they are looking for. Yep, that's, <laughs> that's always been a big problem for me, mm-hmm. as I found out too late in life. It happens. It's shitty, but it happens. Okay, another one. I definitely see this is a problem. I've also been on the victim side of it, so to say. That's the dates moving too fast. Yeah, this one's... Here's the thing. I'm that type of guy. I have issues with this. Not because I'm, like, trying to get into people's, you know, pants or anything. Like, I mean, I am. (laughs) But hear me out. I'm not doing it because I'm trying to be a lech. I'm not doing it because, you know, I believe that you're... I'm entitled to your sex. It's because I get super encouraged. I get super involved. I get super into it. And I just kind of steamroll. And once you say back off, I'll back off. But I will say I was definitely, I I say I was a victim of this, but not in the sense that you were thinking, because it was a hell of a lot slower, but Mm -hmm. a former relationship I used to have definitely steamrolled really fast like that. I've had a few relationships like that too. Yeah. So yeah. When, if you don't pump on the brakes, See, if you pump on the brakes and they back off, that's a good sign. You pump on the brakes and they don't? That's a bit of a bad sign. Yep, because some people just need some encouragement and they keep going. I'm one of those people. Whereas there are some people who believe, I, you are entitled to me. I am the person you're supposed to blah, blah, blah. And those are the people you want to avoid. Yeah, I expressed some uncomfortability with it. And nope, that didn't stop them. Yeah, well... Yeah, no, there's nothing I can do about it now, and don't worry, that was years ago at this point. Also, before we forget, if you have any of these issues and you feel super uncomfortable, remember the episode about the angel shots. Yes, if specifically if you are in a bar setting, you can... There's a couple of ways you can say it. Mm-hmm. Sometimes there's a, hey, can I talk to Angela? Can I get an angel, angel shot? shot? Can I get an angel shot neat? Angel shot with lime, etc., etc., they're basically, it's that way of trying to get you out of that situation. Yep, just call for one of those, and the bar staff, most bar staff will know what that means. Like, you need to get out of there now. The only people who might not is if you're in a very, very rural town. Even then, there's still a pretty decent chance. Yeah, so, another one, and yes, yes, I know of this one very well. They bring up their ex a lot. Yeah. This one is either because they're not over their ex, or it's because they're trying to make you feel insecure by, by comparing you to their ex. And I can say that anybody who does that, go fuck yourself with a cactus. Yeah. No lube. Because it's basically, again, it's a control thing. It's a way that they are trying to say, hey, you have to fight for my affection. And there are people who thrive on that. And it sucks. Oh, God. It fucking sucks. So bad mm-hmm. to get compared like that. So if you see someone who's bringing up their ex a lot, might be time to say like, hey, we need to distance ourselves. You've still got some unresolved Issues. problems that you need to take care of. Another big one, 
that I've actually never experienced yet. Thank God. And this is because I, especially now in my life, I know this is a super bad problem. And that is when their playful teasing goes too far. Or as they call it, mean teasing. Yeah, it's... This one can be a little bit more tricky to pick up on, but I mean, if you cross, if they cross the line, you tell them like, hey, no, that's too far. Mm -hmm. And they keep on going. And it's still pretty consistently going over that line. This falls into that. Yeah, I haven't gotten that either. Don't get me wrong. I tend to run my mouth a bunch. Oh no, doing almost 70 episodes of this and you just realize this now, Luke? God. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't do anything. (laughs) But I'm also the type that realizes, oh shit, I've gone too far. I have to apologize. I have to right a bunch of guys are kind of clueless on that yeah no it, i mean it can go for ladies as well so if mm-hmm. the person that you're out with says like hey whoa too much pump the brakes a little bit that's just your that's just their way of saying like hey no that's that's sensitive boundaries exist for a reason and you shouldn't have to remove yours to make someone else feel comfortable oh absolutely so another big one mm-hmm. another big one that spawns problems immediately again i experienced this in a very roundabout way they're already jealous oh fuck meaning they're already getting jealous about you getting attention from someone else that is legit one of those things where you need to do an angel shot immediately get the hell out of there because if they are getting jealous right off the get-go and they don't have any of your personal information as of yet they will try to find your information and follow you that's early signs of stalkerdom yeah that's one of those things where if you catch that it's immediately time to okay time to keep my hands on my pockets or on my purse or whatever it is you got where you're carrying all that stuff it's time to go and if they try to follow you again angel shot talk to the bouncer whatever just try to make sure that they can't follow you yeah no you don't want those people knowing where you live also this is one of those things that you might just want to also put your Facebook in general on private. I understand that's a bit of a nuisance for those who are trying to find you, but stalkers are a real thing. And that's one of the easiest ways people find you is via Facebook. Make it. Make it private. Mm-hmm. Make it private. I don't care if you are an influencer who wants to be. Make it private. Basically. So one last one. And this one can really spawn some problems. And that is they're uncomfortable with difference of opinions. Yeah. So this is one of the things that is kind of... Also hard to nail down just for one fact that we kind of live in a not in a binary world. Either you agree with me or you don't. And a lot of people have issues kind of reconciling that because we've been taught if they don't like your opinion, you'll have to convert them. Yeah, no, that's not the right way of doing it. Mm-hmm. Difference of opinion is what spawns growth. Exactly. Obviously, accepting your opinion and accepting their, you know, what other people believe in, presuming it's not hurting anybody or having any tasteful ideology. Cool. But... If they are like, no, you had to believe what I have to say, that's a problem. Again, that goes back to shows that they need to be in control. Yep. Yep, 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 yep. Control, fact of the matter is, a lot of these stalkers, a lot of these abusers, a lot of these predators, their biggest thing is control. So, after everything we have said, if it feels like they are trying to control you, whether directly or indirectly, get out. They most likely are used to doing this to people, and you're not going to be the first one they've done this to, and you're not going to be the last. No, definitely not. Everyone started somewhere. So, yeah. if Like I said, if they... It's one thing that's like, oh, hey, look, I ordered something, you know, for you before you got here to be nice, like, I ordered you drinks or something. That's fine. But they're like, oh, by the way, I... And the waiter comes over, he's like, oh, yeah, she'll take the salad. Yeah, no. Fuck that person. 
if they try to control everything else that you have no... If you have agency towards something and they try to control you from it, get out. If you don't have any agency, that's situational. Depends on how you look at it. But with that, we've gone on long enough. We should probably call it. Yep, with that, I have been Luke. I've been Dane. Enjoy your drinks, everybody. We'll see you next week. Have a good one. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.